I just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You're the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live. I'm Randy Robison, and uh, I'm looking forward to a great year this year. You know, if you're like me, you're watching the uh, Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals last mm-hmm. night when DeMar Hamlin had uh, what they're reporting is a heart attack uh, and dropped on the field, and, and they, they stopped the game. It reminded me of when Rich Peverly had his incident cardiac arrest on the bench of the Dallas Stars game, and they stopped that several years ago. These are times where you go, wow, okay, it's easy to get caught up and, you know, the, the things of life. I, I enjoy football, I enjoy hockey. I mean, I'm, I'm all in for that. But you get these reminders that, you know, life is a little more than just sports. Or maybe, you know, right now they're voting on House Speaker. Life is more than politics. There is something bigger out there. And that's why on Life Today and Life Today Live, we always point you back to the gospel because we believe that is where the truth is. And in a day and age where everybody has their truth, I think we need to look at the truth because it really gets down into every situation that you're in. We're, we're going to talk about uh, an issue today that is it's a it's going to apply to some of you. Uh, it's going to not pl- apply to some of you, but if you're in this situation, this is one where uh, you need to get to God's truth to be able to get through it. And mm-hmm. it's this idea of blended families, and there's more and more of these. Uh, how do we do this? Well, I've got a couple of guests with me today that are, uh, I'll call them experts in this area. They have a book called Blended and Redeemed. It's written by Scott and Vanessa Martindale. Scott is a licensed professional therapist. He's got a bachelor's degree in psychology and a master's in counseling and human development. And Vanessa uh, is working on her uh, masters as a marriage and family therapist. So these are people that are right in the thick of it. And so we're going to talk about this. If you know someone that is in this situation uh, with a blended family, uh, then you might hit share. It'd be a real good time to hit share. Uh, so they can, you know, maybe get a little encouragement, instruction uh, as they walk through this as well. Scott and Vanessa, great to have you on Life Today Live. Appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for having us, Randy. We're honored and blessed to be here. Yes, thank so, you. I, I think I should start for, for those of us who, I, I didn't grow up in a, any kind of blended family. I, I didn't raise one. Uh, is, is it just, is just define the term blended. Is, is it simply uh, children from two different marriages or is it broader than that? I think it's broader than that. A blended family, really, it can come from divorce and two people remarry. In our situation, Scott was never married before. I was married previously and that marriage failed. Um, And I came with a child and we married. There are also a lot of people who cohabitate that have children, some children um, before they get married. And so um, blending by adoption, blending by foster. There are so many different ways that um, families can be blended, so to speak. Okay. Oh, well, then I was raised in a blended family because I was adopted. <laughs> so, okay, there you go. Interesting. All right. Now, let's get to the other part of the title of the book, which is Redeemed. Um, why do blended families need redemption? 
we all do and i love it's it's i call it like the supernatural power of god i think that um blended families are really a beautiful example of god's redemption because what the enemy meant for evil whether that was in a previous marriage or relationship that ended god can redeem in his goodness and just faithfulness can turn it into something um just more beautiful than we ever expected um in our lives and so and that's mm -hmm. that's a testament to our story and what we've walked through and just personally in our own personal lives what are what are some of the common difficulties and challenges that maybe you guys face? Gosh, Randy, the the list is, uh, <laughs> is the, the ways that the enemy attacks marriage, uh, yeah. and then multiply that times ten, mm -hmm. and that applies to blended families. We know that marriage is under attack. We know that the enemy hates marriage. Um, you've seen that in in in, in really traditional marriages you definitely see that in blended families mm -hmm. but as blended families they do they do um face very unique challenges because you're not coming into a marriage without a significant marriage history in a lot of cases so you've dealt with pain you've dealt with uh the tragedy of divorce in a lot of cases or maybe you dealt with the tragedy of the death of a spouse mm -hmm. these are all things that we're bringing with us that you know that, that we're carrying with us and then as as a new marriage is created um, there are going to be challenges just in your marriage. Uh, then couple that with having children and then raising children, sometimes in two different homes uh, in the case of divorced spouses. So blending your family or blending and creating a cohesive family unit comes with outside challenges. Mm -hmm. These are all things that we uh, strive in our ministry to, to encourage solutions, to encourage biblical solutions. Because uh, we know that we're fighting a, a, an enemy that is, in some cases, succeeding in breaking up blended families at a higher rate than even traditional marriages. Uh, so that's why we find it so important to equip these families with biblical truths, with practical solutions, so that they can uh, can thrive in that blended family. And I would speak into that, Randy, and just say, I think one of the number one things that we see is um, with remarriage and people who have mm -hmm. blended their family, it's um, it's really the priorities. It's, you know, God, spouse, family, and children. And a mm -hmm. lot of times um, people will go into their new marriage wanting to put their children above their spouse. Mm -hmm. And that creates a lot of resentment. Mm -hmm. It creates... Um, a lot of issues with boundaries and it's a big reason as to why you see second marriages fail at a much higher rate which can be up to 60 percent and then with each additional divorce and then remarriage it's more and more and so um, we really try to teach a lot on the biblical priorities of of life so god spouse and then you know family and children after that um because our hope is to break the generational cycle of divorce that is really the heart of our ministry and how can we um, equip the next generation to do marriage mm -hmm. god's way yeah okay um here's here's the hard question and i hope you i know you've dealt with this so i think i can ask it uh and this is not an accusation from from me please don't take it that way especially since mm -hmm. you're divorced I know you hear this in the church, and I know that children raised in the church will hear this and feel this, this idea that if you're divorced and remarried, you are living in sin. How do you, how do you cope with that? You know, as someone who has been divorced, I was also raised in a blended family. Um, I, 
you know, one of the things that um, Pastor Jimmy Evans has said in his book, Blending Families, uh, he said that God does not hate, um, God hates divorce, but he doesn't hate divorced people. Mm. And it tells us in the book of uh, 1 John that when we repent and we um, ask God to forgive us of all of our unrighteousness, we are forgiven and that there is no condemnation for those in Jesus. I did not make the decision to end my marriage. And unfortunately, there are a lot of people in that situation mm-hmm. where, where they didn't have the choice to do it. They had a spouse who either abandoned them. There was abuse. There was adultery. There were things that happened mm-hmm. outside of the scope of what they could do. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of people don't want to have, you know, um, go through the process of, of repentance and reconciliation. And so a lot of people are left um, in that position. And unfortunately, it's not their fault. And so um, one of the things that we encourage as a ministry is to, you know, f- find um, a good biblical counselor or church or pastor, biblical counselor and a pastor to help you walk through um, that forgiveness, the healing, um, the repentance. It's so important, um, mm-hmm. not only for your own spiritual walk, but if you do decide to make, uh, take that next step and get remarried again. Yeah. And that, that's one of those, those tension areas, I think in, in Christianity, because, yeah. um, we believe in redemption, like your book says, you know, mm-hmm. and if we do believe that God is one who redeems, he makes all things new, then, then you can move on. You can be whole again in him, not because of your mm-hmm. own wholeness uh, or perfection, obviously, but only in him. Uh, and yet on the other side, you know, I mean, I, I've, you, I know I've known a pastor who had been divorced and remarried several times and you go, dude, there's a pattern here of sin that's yeah. not healthy either. And so it's like, you know, where, where do I go with this sometimes? But mm-hmm. I mean, you're exactly right. I mean, if, especially if you are not at fault, someone else has no right to say that, that you have to eternally live in sin. God takes that away. And so mm-hmm. there has to be some redemptive element to it. Uh, I'm, I'm curious, Scott, how mm-hmm. you came into this because you, you know, you're, you're coming from a background where you haven't been divorced, but mm-hmm. now you're having, you know, you're, you, you love someone who is divorced and you're bringing their children into it. That had to be a bit of a challenge. Well, you know, I came from a blended family. Did you? So both of my parents were divorced. Mm. They went on to have an amazingly successful marriage, mm. 30 plus years, love the Lord, serve the Lord. Um, and ended their ended when their lives ended, they were in um, in Christ and and loving each other. Yeah. So, yeah. Randy, when you talk about how did I perceive this, mm-hmm. um, I met a woman who loved Jesus. I met a woman who had uh, a past with some pain in it. Mm-hmm. I had past with pain in it. Mm-hmm. Um, what was important to me is that we looked at you know how we had healed from that how we chose to create uh, our marriage in in unity and with the specific goals that we were going to uh, operate our marriage under the biblical principles that we needed to operate. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that has been said to us and has been said many times, uh, yes, God can forgive your sin. Uh, yes, you can live in wholeness with him. Does that mean your second marriage will be automatically successful? No, it does mean that you need to understand the priorities of a godly marriage. 
And you can put those principles in action. You can live out a godly marriage with priorities and it can be blessed. Mm -hmm. Um, And Randy, I'm so glad that you brought this topic up because every time we get a chance to speak to anybody who asks this question, we always want to encourage people. I know that there are people who have church wounds, who have heard these stories of, you know, because of your past, you no longer have the ability to live within the righteousness of Jesus. And that is just a lie. It is a lie from the enemy. And again, so many people who are divorced don't want to step inside the church uh, because they don't want to deal with the story. They don't want to deal with the, the guilt of that or the shame. And we just want to encourage people. Hey, listen, there are great churches that love and accept you, that understand that that uh, that sin is forgivable mm-hmm. and that you can live an amazing God blessed life uh, in your new marriage. I, I think that's a big barrier, honestly, for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you is okay you're shaking your head so this mm-hmm. you, you've seen this as well yeah. how how do we as a church and you know uh, i'm in anyone in leadership anyone speaking you know how do we how do we communicate the redemptive aspect of it effectively so that you feel comfortable coming into a church mm. yeah i think first we all have to look like you know, God just kind of gave me this revelation one day, we're all blended in the body of Christ. Yeah. And one day we're all going to come together from different nations, different languages, and we all make up this beautiful blend in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And blended families roughly create up 40% of most converse, con- congregations. Mm-hmm. And in some areas, depending on the demographics, we've seen upwards to 80%. I had a pastor approach me and he said that his entire executive staff was a blended family. Mm-hmm. And I think, Randy, the church for the longest time was really good about uninviting people from the table. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I love this just idea of like, if, you know, in heaven, if we're all sitting around the table and Jesus is giving us the main course, we all have something within us that we can serve and give one another and blended families they have a seat at that table and regardless of what you've done or what your past is um god can redeem and restore and he can take that and do so much more um our mission verse for the ministry is luke 137 for nothing is impossible with god but i think with churches um we first have to start having the conversation Mm -hmm. and understanding that these people want to be inside of the church. They want to be involved. They want to be heard. They want healing. Um, We want people to run to the church and not away from it. And I think it first starts by having the conversation and just recognizing that these people are in your, your, in, in the audience. If you're talking on marriage, include blended families or remarriage. You know, mm-hmm. if you're talking about um, if it's Mother's Day or Father's Day, include step parents. Just little words like that in mm-hmm. sermons will make a big difference because mm-hmm. people say they see me mm-hmm. like I am seen mm-hmm. and providing um, classes or groups. Our book, Blended and Redeem, has a study guide. We just did that with our church. We had over a hundred people join our class for four weeks. Mm. That is how hungry people are in blended families for the word of God. And just Mm. to have community to say, you know what? You're going through the same thing. Mm. Oh my gosh, I am not alone in that. Um, And to be able to have godly community and godly counsel. And so I think as the church first, we have to take the stigma off. Divorce is not the unforgivable sin. It's not. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, you know, they, they believe that. Um, but again, through repentance and forgiveness and walking through freedom and healing and just being open to um, loving on these people, I think first you, we just have to start having the conversation um, and getting people inside the church and doing what we need to do, whether it's classes, groups or just speaking about it from the pulpit. 
I think there is some misunderstanding of Scripture, actually, when it comes to the idea of divorce. Uh, and my pastor recently preached, and he got into the details of the the certificate of divorce and the significance in the Jewish culture, which is fascinating. If you haven't looked at that, I would encourage you to go look at that mm-hmm. because it goes beyond just this idea of, of divorce, but uh, to, to control the idea that a woman would have no value after that, the certificate mm-hmm. would free her from a lot of things. It had more to do with freedom than it did yeah. the the binding that we tend to put on divorcees uh, in, in the church, unfortunately. And then there also there is the spiritual parallel of, uh, you know, God calling the Israelites, you know, mm-hmm. uh, saying that they're in harlotry and things like that because they had left God. And when you understand the spiritual parallels and dynamics, you realize like you say, we are all invited into a blended family because we are all sinners that have to cross that that uh, bridge of redemption in order to be a part of the family of God. So, I mean, in a spiritual sense, you're, you're absolutely right. We are only in a blended family because on our own, we just can't get there. So I, 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 I hope that people will hear that if you are divorced, if you have made mistakes, if you've even committed sin, when you lay that at the foot of the cross, it is forgiven as far as Jesus is from West, and mm-hmm. you are new. All things are made new, and you can go on from there. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know this is the, what you're preaching to people, what you're telling people. Do you see that that sparks some hope, some uh, just a way to go forward in people that maybe have been uh, struggling with that? I think absolutely. You know, we, we have unique opportunities to speak in a lot of different places. And and I think one of the things that has maybe surprised us a lot is when we speak, uh, whether it's at marriage conferences or at churches is this unique thing about what people didn't know. Mm. Like people, it's like a magical thing that people didn't know that blended families didn't feel like they could come to church. Mm. How did we not know that? Or, you know, when we speak at marriage conferences and blended families feel heard, um, you know, just to kind of echo, and Vanessa did a wonderful job of explaining, you know, how churches can help. But I, I also want to encourage any pastor who's listening to this is, you know, the church has a purpose of community too. And blended families want to feel a part of a community and they want to feel like they can belong someplace. So I think great spiritual biblical teaching and i don't think it's taught enough uh is important but i also think just creating environments for community will encourage more people it will encourage more people to join the body of christ it will encourage more people to follow jesus yeah yeah all right let's talk about the kids for a second uh i guess i can relate on some level uh because i have a biological father and a biological mother that i know and then i have my parents that i grew up with that i have their name right mm-hmm. Uh, is this one of the harder areas? Do you get a lot of you're not my mom, you're not my dad kind of thing going on? And if so, how do you how do you approach that? Yeah, we actually talk about this in the book. And when we wrote the book, Randy, we uh, we felt like God called us out to meet with as many blended couples as possible. And we met with 66 from all over the world, Australia, mm-hmm. South Africa, United you know, United Kingdom, United States. And one of the topics that came up the most is exactly what you're talking about. Um, And one of, and and to to get more specific, it was what should they call the step parent? Mm -hmm. Um, 
And so, you know, our outlook on that was, um, you know, the children didn't really get a say in anything. They didn't ask for the divorce. They've been through so much. Um, and so our encouragement on, on that is, you know, give them a voice to let them, um, develop that relationship, um, with their step parent and, and decide whatever it is that they want to call them. Um, you know, speaking to the, you're not my dad, you're not my mom. Uh, I remember saying that to my stepdad when, (laughs) when I was younger, I actually don't know my biological father. Um, but my stepdad is my dad. He and my mom have been married almost 30 years now. And, um, I remember going through that and I, think it was more of a I think what you see in blended families and with children especially um, in environments where they feel the safest or um, they feel Mm -hmm. most secure I think is where they feel like they can lash out um, because they know that they're going to be loved regardless and I remember feeling safe I remember for the first time in my life my I I felt secure and I I knew that my dad wasn't going to leave me Mm -hmm. Um, and I and I, I remember saying that um, and immediately regretting it, you know, and I remember being in middle school and, you know, um, going through that. But I think, you know, if you're a set parent that's struggling with that, I just want to encourage you that your influence, um, it, it means more than, than, than you may think at the moment. Uh, I came to know Jesus because of my stepdad hmm. and that changed the course of our legacy. All of our boys have accepted Jesus. Um, I just, I just want to encourage any step parent that may be struggling with that. Um, just keep planting those seeds, keep sowing, um, because mm-hmm. your harvest will reap one day. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw that happen with my stepdad and I, and, um, yeah, yeah, it's been good. So we just came through, uh, Christmas and new year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, you know, I mean, my, one of my children, uh, actually two of them, I guess, uh, are married to someone who, uh, whose parents were divorced, uh, part of a blended family, right? And so <laughs> we were, you know, trying to. They got a, they got so many Christmases going on that it's yeah. it's a little hectic at times and stressful at times. And we try to be just like, hey, whatever, we're here for you. We're not going anywhere. You come see us when you can. If you can't, we get it. Mm-hmm. You know, so we try to take that pressure off of of them. But it's, it can be difficult. I think the holidays can be one of the more difficult times of the year. Did you find that? Yeah. uh, Let me, before I answer that question, Randy, I want to go back to something real quick. You know, what's funny is when we started our time with you, you you, kind of had this thought of, well, I don't really know what it's like to be in a blended family. (laughs) And as we've had these conversations and as, as you've kind of come along, you're like, oh my gosh, I deal with this more than, than I think. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, first of all, if, if you, if you heard this when we started and you said blended families, that's not me. And then as you started thinking about extended family or, you know, different <laughs> scenarios, I hope that I hope that now you realize that it touches more than people think. Yeah. Um, so I love that, 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 that that's where we landed. <laughs> um, and to your point, Randy, I, I think, yes, holidays, uh, you know, we're now in, in we're recording this in January. So we've just come through the holidays. And I think it is it's testing for a lot of people. And we spent a lot of time in the pre, you know, pre-holiday season as we started creating our messages for the holidays, encouraging, you know, this is a great time to, um, you know, to reach out to the other side, to start building branches of, of working together and co-parenting together in cohesiveness. Uh, but I also love that, you know, I, I was thinking about this this morning as we go into the new year and this concept of resolutions and, you know, and, and people think sometimes they're like, ah, you know, it's a resolution. You know, what does that mean? Well, I love it because it's an opportunity of time to make a new start. 
And if you're listening to this and you're in a blended family and you're making a resolution or you've come through the holiday season, I just want to encourage you to, you know, be this the year that you, you know, start being a better co-parent or you start really looking at, you know, your children and, and the experiences that they're having and, you know, set your blended family on a new tone. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I mean, there's there's so much more to this uh, that we haven't even gotten to. I want to give people the resources, though. Uh, this is the book, Blended and Redeemed available now wherever you pick up books. Uh, and I just showed uh, the URL. This is the website for blendedkingdomfamilies.com. So if you're looking for someone to speak on this topic at your church or your group, you can contact Scott and Vanessa there. If you're looking for some resources for yourself, do that. Uh, just check that out for someone else, perhaps. You know, you might want to point someone else there. It'd be a good thing to do. Um, like I said, there's there's a lot more topics here. I mean, we haven't even gotten into some of the issues between this the stepchildren, you know, uh, bonding, uh, the custody battles, some of those things. Uh, and so I would point people to the book if you want to get into more depth. Uh, but I want to give you guys both sort of the last word uh, for someone that may be watching, that, that <laughs> whether, whether they know they're in a blended family or they're realizing it like I did in the process, uh, that this is something that we deal with. What What do they really need to walk away with? Mm. You want me to start? Yeah, go for it. So I would say, first of all, you know, be encouraged that is if you're still fighting a battle of a blended family, that you're still fighting and that you are fighting uh, something that is very real and you're fighting for something that is so incredibly valuable, which is your legacy and, and what God can do through your story. Uh, just because your story has pain, because it has disappointment or whatever your history is, you know, just understand that he is writing a story that can be amazing, that can be filled with absolute love and encouragement, and that it can encourage so many more millions of people. Uh, so I hope that if you heard this, you just leave encouraged. Mm. Yes. And I would say to that, Randy, uh, we, we, we encounter a lot of blended families that are, that are in what we call the fire season. They have the young ones, they're in custody battles, litigation, mm -hmm. they're beginning to blend and just having a lot of those hardships. And so we call it the fire season. Um, and I think of the book of Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, and um, I just relate it to this a lot that, you know, sometimes when we walk through those fire seasons, God's not going to pull us out of it, but he's going to promise to walk with us through it because there's just a refining that he's going to do in our hearts yeah. mm -hmm. and in our marriage and in our blended family. And just um, don't be afraid of that. I would lean into it and watch what God can do. Watch the purification that comes from that and how that's going to restore and redeem your family and your marriage. And again, um, just watch what God can do. Um, when we seek first his kingdom and of all of his righteousness, all these things will be added into us. Um, we've experienced that in our own family. And if God can do it for us, he can do it for you too. Yeah. And don't be afraid to reach out and ask for help. And a great place to start is with the book Blended and Redeemed uh, by Scott and Vanessa Martindale. Uh, and if you know someone that can benefit from that, be sure to pass mm -hmm. it along. Scott and Vanessa, I appreciate your insight, uh, your you. encouragement, uh, and, uh, and your time today. Thank you both. Thank, Thank you, Randy. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for watching out there. If you Again, if you know somebody that's in this situation, uh, be sure to share this with them. And if you haven't hit like, follow, or subscribe, what a way to start the new year and get more encouragement all year right here on Life Today Live. Appreciate you being here, uh, Deborah. Appreciate your comments, Loretta. Good to see you again. We'll see the rest of you again tomorrow. 
here on Life Today Live. Nobody can prevent you from doing the will of God.